Welcome back to another episode of the Tiebreaker Podcast, episode number 52. Week one is in the books of the NFL season. Uh, again, like we started out last episode, we made it through the longest and the most torturous offseason in all of sports. And we're back here to discuss week one. We actually have a guest on the pod today. As usual, it's me and Jax. And we got the Dalen Twig. What's going on, gentlemen? How we doing? Vibing. The Bills super fan. We're gonna. That's gonna be the greatest part of this whole pod is talking about the Jets. This might be one of the best podcasts we've had in a minute. So yeah, a lot, a lot to uh, go over from week one. As always, we're gonna start with the Colts and the debut of Anthony Richardson. Um, I actually had the pleasure. I mean, me and you actually were both there. Uh, that was that was a fun yeah, day. Was... I actually, I was working up in the press box doing replay. You were, you know, on the front lines during the national anthem. And then up. I was saluting. I watched Anthony Richardson come out and absolutely just, you know, hype the whole crowd up. That might have been one of the best moments of my life, to be honest, seeing Anthony Richardson run out the tunnel. Hopefully that can stand up there. Uh, yeah, and hopefully yeah. they, because uh, when they announce starters, sometimes they'll do offense, sometimes they'll do defense. They need to do offense the entire year this year just so we get Richardson running out of the tunnel. Every well, they did it last game. year, too, because I remember, I remember JT coming out. I remember every game I went to last year was defense, and it was the lamest thing in the world. But that made a little bit more sense because our offense was so bad last year. Matt Ryan probably could. Matt Ryan. <laughs> Matt Ryan probably couldn't <laughs> run out of the tunnel. But yeah, what do you guys, uh, Jax? What are your thoughts overall on Colts Jags? Dude, for us playing the Jags, I don't know if it was the Jags underperformed supposed to do this year, or if we. A lot of people look at the scoreboard and the stats, and I mean, not even just the stats, but like a lot of people looked at the game, like yeah, we're expected to. But we played a lot better than I think we were expected to. I feel like going into it, I personally thought we were going to get blown out of the way. I thought we were just going to get – Calvin Ridley was going to put 200 yards, Tyreek Hill on us, honestly. Yeah. but uh, Which he, he kind of did in the first half. What, he had like 90-something receiving yards at halftime? Yeah. But the, the biggest thing that I saw was is, you know, Anthony Richardson looked fine. He's, he's exp- honestly why, a little bit above what I expected. And I think the biggest plus takeaway from that game was – the defense and the defensive line. I oh, think yeah. that was the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. And you don't notice that because you look at the scoreboard and you see the passing yards. and stuff. But when we were there, it really – you could definitely tell that they were balling out to a certain point. And in yeah. the game, it kind of got out of hand. And it's just like we said. What did I say last episode is one of the biggest keys coming into the game is that defensive line needing to do what they do best – or needing to do what they need to to disrupt Trevor Lawrence, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple sacks, a bunch of pressures that we were having Trevor Lawrence throw, you know, out of bounds and stuff like that compared to last year yeah. where he had a game where he only completed two passes the entire game. So we definitely did our thing of disrupting him. You got to realize also that uh, we had another interception that Dude. I wouldn't say was an interception, but it was very close to me. Like it could have been picked that easily. Uh, yeah. So there's another interception that wasn't Talking on about the Julian Blackman. Yeah, which yeah. there's also not another touchdown for Calvin Ridley that's not on the stat sheet because he stepped out of bounds. So yep, um, even out right there. I can agree with you. I think uh, our defense did a, even a lot better than I expected. Uh, Shaq Leonard, it was awesome, dude. On a third down, when the PA announcer screaming, the bells oh, are ringing, man. and Shaq is just pumping up, or Shaq's air humping the, you know, a- after a crazy tackle for loss. Sire Franklin had 18 tackles. 18 uh, tackles, bro. I was gonna say, I don't know if it's something that I've just been sleeping on. He's just been sleep on my radar, but seeing Sire Franklin go for 18 yeah. tackles, eight of them were assisted tackles, but still, bro, that is in his state, especially for week one. Yeah, he's on pace for. I don't. He even tweeted know yesterday. Uh, he went to the he went to the facility and he got drug tested. So how fitting is that? That's hilarious. Not I sure. mean, last year he filled in for Shaq Leonard with all that time he missed and broke the Colts single season tackle record. So right on cue week one this year, he's got 18. He was flying everywhere. DeForest Buckner, we saw his touchdown. Um, overall in the game, my thoughts, I think Richardson also exceeded expectations. Uh, he almost got through the whole game without throwing a pick, but he had one late. He kind of forced uh, Shane Steich and took credit for that and from one. From what I've heard, that wasn't really – I mean, it was a low pass by him. I've also heard that was a separation kind of problem to the receiver. Yeah. So he said it, it was, was a obvious- low pass. He said that was one of their better plays that they run, that they're comfortable with. They called it up, and he's just got to be better. Those were his words. Yeah, that's why, that's one of the like most athletic defensive players like – in the league right now, I made that pick too. A lot, a lot of corners or whoever aren't making that. Yeah, and so. and Jacksonville, they're 
this is a this was a hard test week one, and I we had a fourth quarter lead. Uh, I I don't know if you remember this, but I think the play of the game that lost it to us. I can just jump right there. Uh, was that punt where we we would have had him pinned inside his five? Oh, nice. and he and he re, he returns it past the fifty, and it sets up their That's touchdown for you. Yeah, that that pretty much lost it the game there. They scored. We came back through a pick. They scored again. Travis Etienne, and that was the game. Um, I'm a little bit kind of hoping Anthony Richardson, this was like his one moment to be like, okay, these NFL hits are real and I don't want to get them every game. So hopefully he does a good job of, you know, learning how to slide, learning how to run out of bounds more, learning when to, you know, actually run. And uh, I thought he did a good job of getting out of bounds though. A lot of times he's getting out of bounds. And that's, that's what they got credited for a couple sacks that were like not really sacks, but you know, when they run out of bounds and the closest player to him were free even touches the quarterback a little bit before he runs out of bounds, they're going to credit them the sack. I think Josh Allen had one of those. And Hmm. I hate to kind of ruin the party here, but there is one bad thing I want to criticize that dude, you saw me texting after the game I was a little fired up after the game. I was happy that I don't really care if we It's just sometimes certain things will just grind my gears. I truly think at the end of that game, kicking the field goal is like a 99% better decision there. Like, yeah. you kick the field goal, you guarantee yourself that you're kicking the ball back off. And no matter what happens, if you get a stop, you get the ball back. If you yeah. keep trying to score a touchdown and you don't get it, as soon as you want, you have to get the onside kick. So your odds of kicking the field goal, getting the ball back, I can are see so his reasoning higher. there. We were inside our ten. We were damn near inside our five. You were gonna have to get it. Wasn't a, you the were, ten? I think it was like the twenty. <laughs> maybe, but you were gonna have to get a touchdown gonna... anyways. So as close as you are right there, get the touchdown, get the onside, kick a field goal. That that was that's my kind of. <clears throat> Where I kind of sided with him there because we but were the field close. goal has to come either way too. If we're gonna, if that's yeah, the but plan, would you rather I mean, kick a 40, 50 yard t- field goal or have a have to score a touchdown when you haven't done it? You all just game? said we were inside the ten. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that far. So like, no, I'm saying thing, we're inside the ten. Get the touchdown while you're closer to where I you can have a chance to if kick that a was, fifty yard field goal to win it, rather than helping could, you get a touchdown to win it. Well, the thing was is if we went to fourth and short. Too and that that's oh, don't get that's me started a, on our fourth downs all all game. But also, well, gonna say, honestly, go ahead. Honestly, overall, Shane Steichen being the new coach for the Colts is going to be growing pains. He's used to having Jalen Hurts yeah. and that elite offensive line in Philly yep. having that quarterback sneak on a fourth and one to where you could just put two running backs behind and him. And I think our forward. first fourth down uh, we went for was like a fourth and inches, fourth, fourth and one, one and, and we to, tried to yeah. sneak it and it didn't work. And so now, he learned quickly also, that he does not have that Philly O line. Well, also, nah. Anthony Richardson, I guess, like, I was listening to some other podcasts. He doesn't know how to QB sneak, apparently. Like, he did never did in college, apparently. He just That's interesting. ran at the middle. But he, because uh, if you watch the video of him doing the QB sneak, he has the ball down by his hip. He's kind of just, like, leaning yeah, over trying the to squeeze Like, in. you got to. But another thing that kind of made me mad about the play calling, which I understand that I don't think it was bad. I don't think it's something you need to, like, worry about. I just think it's after this game. I think the biggest thing was... One was they were trying to keep Anthony Richardson safe, like not to let him just completely be terrible. I think that was yeah. a safe script that he was using. But the one thing that I really don't like is, was that last drive. I mean, this, I think it was the second play of the drive, we did a, like a halfback just handoff. Like when you're down by 10 and you're at the 20-yard line, you don't hand the ball off. Is I that, don't understand. Is that the drive that we, that Richardson it was Jake got Funk, hurt on? I think that got yeah, Jake yeah. Funk, I think, got a handoff. I mean, like, to, not, to play I, devil's advocate, that drive ended up being 17 plays, 74 yards. Like, that one run, like, it's fine. But he didn't do anything. But think about all the time that got taken off from that. There's so much time that got taken off from that. And you got Yeah, that, was, that was actually the first and 10 play call. Jake Funk, right, tackle for three yards. Then but the thing of that, passes after that. But the way I'm thinking of it is, is I understand these are NFL play callers. I'm not NFL me, but the way I see it as is that you make a throw, even if it's incomplete, the time that you don't spend like going the next play and only getting three yards is worth it. I'd rather not have 10, 15 more seconds. I think that's... Yeah. Um, overall, the defense did extremely well. The offense had a stretch there where we went 15 plays straight without getting a first down. So there's obviously still lots to learn here with this offense. Uh, new coordinator, new head coach, rookie quarterback. This is Anthony Richardson's 14th game since playing in high school and now he's the QB1 of the Indianapolis Colts. So it's going to The gonna best t- rookie performance. 
uh, yeah, of 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 the of the league so far. But like, and I don't know if you saw the the graphic of like his throwing chart of the whole day. It was everything was on the right side of the field. Everything was you know where he's most comfortable. Yeah, it's it's actually insane. So like, again. His fourteen. Yeah, his pick wasn't the left side of the field. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one pick is the opposite side, exactly. But he should have flood the right side. His fourteenth time ever going out on a football field since playing at his high school. He's in Lucas Oil. He's in the NFL. So there's a lot to learn for him. A lot to feel good about as well. Um, let's see. I do want to talk about. We need Jonathan Taylor because our run game yes. was non-existent, <clears throat> and we all want to see Richardson's deep, big arm. You can't throw deep if you're not going to run the ball well because they can have people sit back and, you know, do their thing. Did you realize that, like, every time we ran the ball without Deion Jackson, it, it looked well? Like, even when we handed like, I don't know. I feel like whenever Jake Funk and Evan Holes won carry, what was that? The play got hurt on, was that a pass? Uh, No, it was a run. It got called back. No, it was a run. Oh, yeah, yeah it, was it was a, a run big run. I feel like every time it was someone else that ran the ball, it just looked a lot better. Deion Jackson, I don't think, is a bad running back. I think he had a bad day. He had but, statistically one of the worst performances ever on a football field for the Colts. Yeah. Which is bad. Uh, it wasn't, 13 carries, 14 see, yards, two lost fumbles, a drop. Average 1.1 yard a carry. Yeah. So did you guys see Cam Akers' performance? Yeah. 22 I carries, 29 yards. I yeah. can compare that. I, I feel like that's worse than Yeah. That, so what, what do you think Jonathan Taylor's thinking, seeing Deion Jackson go 13 oh, with 14 yards? The team only getting 65 yards on the ground. Richardson getting 40 of those. I was going to say, that's what you got to hope, is within these next four weeks, uh, Jonathan Taylor starting to see Anthony Richardson taking most of the workload in the running game. Thanks to himself, hey, dude, do I want to come back to this? Ah, see, that's not really true because be if Jonathan Taylor was on the field with them, it would, it would, it would work. And that's the stance oh, that I'm yeah, always going to forever be on. Good. Like, these two players should be on the field together. Like, it's really – to maximize any sort of potential, like no one's gonna yeah, take, I, no one's gonna take carries from each other. In my I hope opinion. JT comes back. I think that with Zach Moss next week, I or hopefully next week, yeah, um, it should be. I think that it's gonna be a lot better. I, I think the big thing was was Deion Jackson was the only running back out there that's ever taken a snap, and he's only had like a couple, maybe. Like he's not actually a three down running back at all like that is not him that is not his identity that's not his dna it's going to be zach moss is one of those guys is going to be a he's a three down back most of the time he's going to be out there and he knows what like we saw last week or last year the last week he played i mean he yeah he had a good pretty like a pretty good end to the season last year our offensive line kind of woke up a little bit last couple games there Uh, i actually do want to ask twig being a bills guy what do you what do you think about zach moss and how do you think he'll help this Colts? um Honestly, I can't. From what I've seen from him, it's it's a running back with potential. Obviously, he didn't get the get the touches he should have with Devin Singletary in the backfield when he was there, um, and he had his spurts to where he was hurt in Buffalo. Also, um, really big short yardage guy, red zone guy. If you want to feed him the ball, I see him having potential. I don't know if he's a true number one running back. If he's yeah. somebody that he's gonna have say to JT be. does want to go ahead and make a move. Was Deion Jackson a running back? Like, nah. I also don't think so. So let's say hypothetically, if Jonathan Taylor did want to make a move, you guys are gonna have to find something in quick. And neither of those guys are gonna be your number so, one. Um, so, go ahead. No, no, you're good. So I'm gonna put a scenario out there. So if you think about like we go through this week, let's say Zach Moss comes out, he has a just terrible performance, and we're like, oh shit, like we really need somebody. And then JT's back to his you know, crap where he doesn't want to play for us paid maybe we make a trade do you think that adding cream net or someone like that is worth it or do you think we should just keep getting just killed right i'd now? say at least for a year i don't see why you guys wouldn't at least try and give somebody a, a vet minimum like leonard, leonard yeah like a vet yeah i don't um, know i can I'm, see I, that i don't see jt not playing what is that gonna do for him i i could see him definitely getting traded i, I i'm not saying because there's a lot of podcasts he has to play. There's a lot of for teams to see. I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, you got the and the Colts the aren't just going to accept anything. I don't think the Dolphins will do it. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. I could see a world where JT doesn't play with us this year. I could still see that. I don't think that he's gonna his for him to hold out like this at the beginning, and then he's he's hurt. Obviously, for him to hold out, why well, would he just do all hurt. that bullcrap? Well, I mean, like that's the reason why he hasn't. Played. Yeah. 
But for him to start this situation by holding out rather than being hurt, I think that it's kind of weird. It like, shows you where the relationship is at. Between yeah, the Colts I mean, and I understand him, it yeah. can get better, and I think that I hope he comes week back week five. But the main thing is, is we saw him basically say he doesn't want to play for us unless he gets his money. <clears throat> He's not getting his money right now. He so... requested a trade. He does not want to play. Like, it sucks. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that's the problem. It's going to be well, weird. I was going to say, you guys think he's genuinely going to come back week four, week five, whenever he does have him to come back and say, hey, I'm still sitting this out. I'm I'm just not coming back. You think I he's think actually going to keep that hold out going? I think that whole think thing the... of him come at 7 a.m. of week one Sunday – reports coming out that he can't pass a physical he would pass it he'd be ready to play right now uh he i think he will play i think he wants to show teams that hey i can get back to you know you can trade for me but at the same time the colts aren't gonna accept any any trade they're gonna accept the trade that makes sense for them as well so i i don't know i think he will play if in a perfect world he does good and A, he's like, okay, this offense is pretty enjoyable. I like playing with Richardson. I just don't do this. Was he on the sideline Sunday? No, nah, he was not. No. That, that probably shows a little bit. But, yeah, um, no, it's it's not good. So we could honestly talk about this all day because we don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't want to so. talk about JT, bro. Like, I just yeah. want to like talk to us in, in a month when he's back from the pup, off the pup, and, and can play. But we can uh, put a – Put an end to the Colts Jags. The curse lives on. We still can't win a week one game. Next week, we're going back to back AFC South games, but we're in Houston. And I see, I don't, as bad as we are, we're not going to lose to Houston. I I think we're going to manhandle him. What? He said he can't see us losing it. What do you think? Manhandle's kind of a stretch. I don't see you guys doing that. Obviously, you got two rookie quarterbacks going at it. Neither if our D-line plays the exact same way, Sunday, but... Stroud's, Stroud's going to be in for a long day because he got sacked five times yeah. in their game against Baltimore. And I see us uh, doing the exact same thing to him. And that's what you want to do against a rookie quarterback. And I'm pr- I'm sure you know Houston's saying the same thing about Richardson, but uh, I think Stroud and Richardson are two different quarterbacks well, in that if you th- regard. If you look at what we did last week, I mean – or not even last week, a couple days ago, but you know what I mean. But so without the Zay, Zo- Zay Jones down, so Calvin Ridley's a different breed. He might be the, one of the best, like if not the yeah, best he's receiver. Have a big year. I'm not Curry kills best. But anyways, um, we see that the Texans have a roster oh. of basically their wide receivers are not like that at all. So I think that Trevor Lawrence relied. I mean, he played good, but also the receivers played good. We had a great defense. I don't think Shadow can compete against that right now. I think. We saw them last week. They couldn't even put a touchdown on the board. Yeah. So, I mean, for the for the Jags to score, Trevor Lawrence had to throw a perfect ball. Zay, Zay Jones had to make a catch over a yeah. defender. That's what they had to do to score. But then also they had to have Trevor Lawrence roll out with Calvin Ridley's separation. I mean. Yeah, the Jags defense com- or offense compared to Houston's offense isn't even close. And that's why our defense should do way better. But it. Can we develop any sort of run game this week? Can we see that deep ball with Richardson trying to find Pierce? Because Pierce was non-existent week one. Will Downs, you know, kind of show up and do his thing like he did week one? Will Pittman? That is uh, the question. Which I think our offense should... There there should be a lot more there for him this week compared to playing the Jags defense. Because I, yeah. I think Houston's just ass in general. Yeah, they. I think uh, Houston Damian... has those bright spots, uh, like like Damian Pierce. I feel like if you guys can hold him the way you, you held ETN, yeah, ETN had a touchdown, but Damian Pierce only had thirty eight yards rushing against Baltimore. Yeah, you guys and, can do and that. With our our run defense looked really well against the Jags yeah. outside of that one yeah. run. And a number that's uh, also kind of skewed a little bit is ETN. He had a twenty six yard run at the end. I'm gonna try to do that. So I mean, he went eighteen. He he ran eighteen times for basically fifty yards or seventeen times for fifty yards. Broke that stupid play. I mean, yeah. I guess that's part of your statistics, but at the same time, that one play doesn't happen. Our whole our whole run defense looks a whole lot different on the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to I, hate, I, I hate want to see longer drives. It was pissing me off against the Jags where our defense would you know force Trevor Lawrence to a turnover on downs or force a pick or. Or they they had the 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 DeForest Buckner touchdown, and then what did our offense do? They came out and went three and out, and they just give it right back to the offense. You're like, hopefully we can sustain some drives, and uh, you know keep the ball rolling as long as we don't tie. You know, like last year week one, well, last time we were in Houston, I'm okay with it. 
So that's that's my thoughts on the Colts and Texans. We can kind of breeze through that and get to uh, the main topic of this pod, going through uh, you know our week one, see where how everyone did. How how was it? You know, watching a full day of real football for the first time in like nine months. Absolutely wonderful. It was amazing. There's nothing like it, bro. You sit there, you have college football on Saturdays, and then you think to yourself, I get a whole nother day of this on Sundays. There's nothing better than it, bro. Facts. Yep. Where do you want to start, Jack? So we'll, we'll follow your lead. I think that the, obviously the biggest story of the whole entire weekend is Aaron Rodgers going down. Hate to see it. I mean, I saw a tweet today. Script, and it showed Aaron Rodgers being hurt. The next the next slide showed Tom Brady in a Jets jersey. Hell nah. See, that's, oh my God. that's too much already. Uh, but anyways... Yeah, I let's think talk about two... that. Let's talk about that. The, the about Jets, what? Aaron Rodgers. Because just last pod, we were saying, we were asking the question, are the Jets... That was Jets... your Super Bowl, per... Super Bowl team, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And are the oh, Jets, uh... you know, are, are they up to this hype? Can they live up to all this hype? And we got four plays, four snaps from Aaron Rodgers. We didn't even see him throw a pass. And now he's Most done likely we'll ever see him ever again this year. So. That's a question. Is Aaron Rodgers... Can he bounce back from this 40-year-old quarterback bouncing back from an Achilles no. tear? No, absolutely not. No. I was uh I was watching I was watching first take today. Or no, it was the one with uh with Greeny, the first one before first take, uh the get up. Um they were talking, they were like, is Aaron Rodgers really capable at his age, about to be 40 years old, yeah. is he capable of coming back all that rehab time, everything like that? Or is this the end of Aaron Rodgers? Is this it's a valid question. I, to... I might be on the side of he's probably done. Yeah, it's the end of Aaron Rodgers. It's the end of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Four plays. Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys where if anybody can do it, it's him. Especially, I don't know. I, I've seen what he's done. Um, with my dad being a Bears fan, I've seen Aaron Rodgers torch the league year after year after yeah. year. So, I mean, if he can come back and do it, I, I'd be we very got much robbed. not. We were... As good as the Jets are, and we saw it last night, we can get into that a little bit later. We got robbed of like really watching a really good football team all year with Aaron Rodgers. What that offense can do with those receivers as well. We saw Brees Hall, he's back, even with Dalvin Cook and their crazy defense they have as well. Like that defense is nuts. It just got snatched from us in four plays. It's done. And I don't see. How I mean, yeah, they'll probably at this point sneak in, or I don't see any quarterback coming in, or Zach Wilson, you know, leading them on some crazy run. Do you think they stick with Zach Wilson? That's the question. I don't know. I think I, that they I want to see Carson Wentz. I'm not even gonna nah, lie to you. I want to see I think Carson Wentz. They gotta sign somebody, I think, just because of the depth right now. Like they yeah. said Randall Cobb was the guy behind him. I mean, other than the practice squad that wasn't there. Yeah. But Randall like, Cobb. Do they was bring really Flacco back? Just for the familiarity, even though it's not even I, the same offense. It's it's a new offense. Done. I genuinely, especially from listening to Robert Salva today, I don't I see them bringing in somebody else, but this is Zach Wilson's team. Yeah, I with saw the offseason that, off well. that he, he had working with Aaron for the past what, six to eight months working with him. Yeah. There's no way that working with Aaron, knowing the playbook, knowing the schemes, knowing the receivers that are there now, they can't just jump into a Carson Wentz going into week two and saying, Hey, your yeah. team now. It, it can't happen. The yeah. biggest thing right now is is that like I said, the depth they need they need to at least sign some depth, whether it's I think it's like Boyle or something, it's the third stringer. But I think that Zach Wilson what they're probably gonna give him a couple games just to play. They're gonna be like, Look, you won this game, we, we managed to win, beat the Bills with you. That means that the Bills are probably a top team in the league, like every year. So if we could beat the Bills, we can surely be Yeah, but Zach Wilson didn't beat the Bills. The Jets beat the Bills. We'll so all they worry about is the Jets. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, Brees Hall, I'm looking at it now. I didn't know he had this good of a game. 10 carries for 127. Uh, bro, he had two carries for 109 at one point. In that, yeah. defense, in that defense, after Josh Allen's first pick, it was a 72-yard bomb that he put at the four-yard line. First play after that, Brees Hall gets an 86-yard yeah. run. And this I mean, is who knows if he wasn't coming off an injury, maybe a little bit more, you know, better at running he yeah. could have taken that to the house oh for sure he let christian bedford catch him yeah he yeah should, he should have made that. so i want to bring up another topic and this is a weird topic this is this it's the same game it's nothing about the jets but so i was in the group chat last night and this is gonna this, this is gonna make twig just lose his mind so we, we can clip this right here for this 
Now, there's a question around the league. Around, I mean, these are group chats that I'm in that there's things. I have most of the people in my fantasy football league that are saying they would rather have Dak Prescott than Josh Allen. Absolutely out of hand. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. And look, I'll be the first man to sit here and stand on a hill with one sword and a shin pad on, kicking people off that hill, saying Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in football. I'll do it. Um, didn't and I'll like also one. be the first person to tell you that Josh Allen, you can curse on here, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely shit the bucket yesterday. He is the reason we lost Four that times. football game. Four times. There's absolutely no reason why it should be like that. But, but I will also say I've seen what Josh Allen is capable of. I've seen these mistakes his rookie year, how he can bounce back from him. You can laugh all you want to, but you can even <laughs> say it. You can watch it with your own two eyes. You've seen Josh do the exact same thing to where he'll have a bad game, bounce back, and show you why he's a top three quarterback. Nah, my favorite, my favorite thing from all of last night, we're in this big group chat, and t- t- Twig goes, all right, look, deep down, I know who Josh is. Let's go ride. And the snap after that was the one he fumbled. He fumbled. Yeah, the, the the very next play, well, first and ten, he fumbles it. This is just hilarious. So I debating – uh, go, go, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. So debating whether or not Dak Prescott or Josh Allen, the thing was, was I was like, I was talking to the group chat. I was like, dude, like, like this is complete recency bias. Like, like Josh Allen, if you watch Josh Allen play, he's better my eyes, a better quarterback. It's not close. But, it's not but close. if you look at the stats, Dak Prescott isn't as bad as I was thinking. I looked at the, I looked at the stats to be like, look, let's go look at the stats. I'll, I'll just show you guys. No, Dak, if we compare the stats, I'm like, oh, shit, like... A little better. I can't. I don't. Yes, don't have the numbers don't lie. You're right. Stats comparable. Whatever. Um, Dak on Sunday. We're not gonna sit here and act like Dak Prescott with them dropping forty points. He just had an elite game. He, didn't he, have he to, threw for 143 yards because he no couldn't do anything. Yeah, they they were up by to. 30 the whole game. To. They're running the ball. You're right. You're right, and that's what I'm saying. He didn't have to. Yeah, they had they had more team he carries than he had. He has a top two defensive football that he can go back to rely on. It, and that's that's the facts. He's gonna win games strictly because of that defense. We yeah, can't I sit think, here and uh, act I like mean, for Dak's sake. We all know, or we've what we've seen, what happens when Dallas gets to the playoffs. They don't perform, kind of just like the Bills. When we see Josh Allen get into the playoffs, they don't perform. They don't get over the hump either. So they're they're pretty similar quarterbacks. But I just looking at it, I mean, you cannot pick Prescott over Josh Allen, and I think we're all yeah. in agreement here with that. Dude, I don't know. I was, I swear, I had four people against me in this chat. I was like, I, I don't know what was going on. But when I got, what I was getting mad about, I was about to pull up stats. Mick, look, we can't do this. I put up stats. Dak Prescott, if you take his two last full seasons, are actually kind of insane. Like, because in the past, I think it's four years, he's only played two full seasons. So in 2019, he had almost 5,000 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. And then 2021, he had 4,500 passing. 37 touchdowns and 10 picks. Yeah. The one thing you can talk about Josh Allen about is, is he makes mistakes. Um, that's that's the biggest thing about him is that he – I think Very, very Andrew Luck-esque. Yeah. And also give him the credit on – two of those picks, I believe, came on like third and longs that he was just launching. It would have been a punt anyway, so it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. Uh, main thing with me is – you want to bring up Josh Allen and Dak Prescott. We need to look at both of those quarterbacks and talk about value. Who is bringing more to it? If you were to start a team, which one of those quarterbacks is going to bring more to a team when it comes to an arm, when it comes to the leg? Obviously, Josh Allen's IQ is still in question. I'll, I'll even say that. It's in question. He, he has a ball lot. around the kids he, in the back. He also, like, keeps saying, okay, like, we've been saying this for at least all the full of last year, even before that, he's got to stop taking those crazy hits and lowering his shoulder. And you're like, okay, maybe, maybe this game will stop. Or maybe this year's different last night, even after throwing the picks, even after the fumble, he was still just taking these massive hits. Like guy, you can't do this. Like the hits be a quarterback and the hits and the turnovers two biggest thing. Yeah. And somebody, and I don't know if it's Sean McDermott, if it's the Pagulas, if it's Brandon Bean, I don't know who needs to sit down and talk to him. He's pushing 27. Yeah. Time for somebody to sit down and talk to Josh and say, look, you're making $250 million. And we it's saw how up. dominant still yeah. Stephon Diggs is. On that, on that final drive, 
where they uh, tied it, I believe it was is what it was. Diggs took over. I think he had all his catches. They drove the field pretty easily. Like we know this Bills offense is really good. They just cannot have Josh Allen throwing three picks to the same guy and Josh Allen fumbling it on the first play of a drive when your team needs you against a team that doesn't have their star quarterback anymore. Granted, the Jets are a next-level defense. Um, but Josh Allen, I mean, the Bills will and be fine. The Bills it, offense will be fine. Going, Raiders come into Buffalo next week. Going against Jimmy Garoppolo, going against a team that has a Chandler Jones that's not. I don't even know if Chandler Jones is playing or not. Having a depleted Raiders team, he has to come out next week. I mean, this is a this something. is going to be your typical Buffalo. It's their it's their home opener. They're going to go out there. They're going to put up forty. Josh Allen's going to throw like three or four touchdowns. Everything will be fine again. But uh, like that's why I'm saying I think they'll be fine. But last night, as a, as like a Bills hater, I'm going to self proclaim Bills hater, Josh Allen hater. It was pretty awesome last night watching. And to cap it all off with a walk off punt return by an undrafted player after the Bills got their coin toss, after the Bills had their chance in overtime, and they went three and out. So you're saying Josh Allen can't win in overtime even with a coin what, toss? What is it, 0-5? Yeah. No, statistically, uh, uh, he cannot win in overtime, 0-5. That's wild. Um, I'll say this, and this is one of the more depressing stats that I saw from yesterday. Um, the Bills had 11 drives last night throughout the entire game. Six out of those 11 drives, they started in negative yards or a turnover, whether yeah. it be a false start, whether it be a botched RPO from Allen, the fumble yeah. from Allen, whatever it is, that's the main problem. And that's why I sit here and I want to say, Josh, obviously shit the bucket yesterday. I'll continue to say that. Also, it has to come to a point <clears throat> to where these past two years, since Brian Dable has become the head coach of the New York Giants, Josh has obviously shown this progression. So when do we get to the point to where we say, is it a full Josh Allen thing or is it a Josh Allen and Ken Dorsey thing? Yeah. Do we ever start having that conversation or is it just because obviously be your head coach is more of a defensive head coach. He's your defensive coordinator. He's not, you know, calling offensive plays and he's not involved mm-hmm. that much with there. So that's, I mean, who knows, but that's the, that's the Matt Canada cheese with the Steelers. Like anything goes wrong. You're immediately going to be like, okay, is it the, is it the coordinator? Like you're going to try and throw him under the bus. So, yeah. It is what it is. I don't there. think it's necessarily me trying to throw him under the bus. It's just it's a visible regression from since Dable left. Yeah, it's obvious. Two years ago, you're talking Josh Allen being potentially number one in football over Patrick Mahomes finishing second in MVP voting. Now you're like, is this dude worth two hundred fifty million? <laughs> that obviously, nah, don't go that, there yet. Come that. on, that's not me saying that. And that's what I'm saying. Jackson talks about. Dak Prescott being over Josh Allen. What's Pat McAfee calling? Overreaction Monday. We're doing overreaction Tuesday. We're starting to overreact. Josh Allen. Let's let's keep going uh, through some of these games, Jax. So I'm going to go through some of these games. I'm going to go through the game. If there's not much to talk about, we don't talk about it. If there's something cool, let's go with it. So first off, Lions and Chiefs, what was you guys' thoughts on the opening game of the year? Obviously, I think... Lions, play Lions defense is absolutely bananas. And we can sit here and, and talk the about how they don't had have pass had drop passes. Yeah, and they don't have pass catchers. Watching Aiden Hutchinson, my God, that man is a he was He was putting me in a tornado, and I'm watching. I can't imagine being in a yeah. tornado. Yeah, yeah Lions, Lions I mean, did their thing. Obviously, Pat's still that MVP guy. Let's not forget about that, but he needs yeah, a pass catcher. Nice. And they need to go out and get one. I noticed that some of the best teams in the league lost this week. I mean, other than the 49ers, but I mean, you always hear week one matchups are the flukiest of the whole season. And we saw yeah. that for sure. I mean, Cincinnati putting up three points, the Giants That's the getting shut game. out. I think of the, I think of the entire week was the Bengals Browns. I don't think the Browns were as good as they came out. I saw that their defense was good. I think the weather in this game was horrendous. A lot of rain. Um, Joe Burrow, he's known for having, I'm pretty sure known for having bad stuff. And but 82 I mean, how pass much, yards how is much he's been injured for a while. He just got his money. It it makes sense that they kind of started out slow. The only thing that made me mad was T. Higgins giving me zero points in fantasy. I did still win this week somehow. Hey. But T. Higgins giving me zero points was 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 crazy. Zero points, guess what? On eight targets. He had eight targets? He had eight targets. Yeah, that's bad. That offense will be fine though. They'll get it. They'll get it going. They're too good of a team not to. Uh, but is this? I mean, 
I didn't watch any of this game. Like, how was Cleveland's offense? How did Deshaun Watson look? Do you guys know Nick Chubb put up 100-plus? Yeah, um, Deshaun did look good. I don't think he looked great. Obviously, it's his first full year back getting in – getting a full run with this Cleveland offense. What, he threw 154, a touchdown, and an interception. It wasn't like he's back to his MVP form. Um, once he gets fully back into this offense, I feel like Deshaun's going to – Deshaun's Deshaun. It's not yeah. like and he I, hasn't just I, lost I agree all with football you there. They, they have playmakers. Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, <clears throat> and Joku. This should be a pretty, mm-hmm. a pretty good – they did take a huge blow on their offensive line, though. I think it was – one of their guards, I believe, maybe their tap, one of their tackles. Um, I think he's uh, out for the season. So on that, you know, always stout Cleveland mm-hmm. O line. They took a huge blow, so that'll be something to monitor with their team for show. So Texans yeah. Ravens, uh, Texans. I mean, CJ Stroud didn't have a bad bad day. He twenty eight for forty four, two forty two yards. But the thing I didn't like about this was Damian Pierce. Uh, yeah, they I mean did. their offense yeah. looked terrible. Like we said earlier, they didn't score a touchdown, so that's that's never okay. You know what the biggest um, plus of this game was was Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers, and I was praying to God that you brought this up. Mark my words, and I was saying this in the draft this year. Zay Flowers by the end of this year is going to move up to be a top ten wide receiver in all the football. I love what that man brings to a football field, and it's hot take. I know but it's not that hot. You can see what he I mean. Does. Lamar needs yeah. one as well. That offense needs you know, an extension of their pass game with Odell as well. What I thought was weird I was just about was, to say, even Odell looked pretty good coming back. Yeah, they did lose J.K. Dobbins also. Unfortunate. J.K., oh my goodness. Absolutely man. insane for my Dude. fantasy team. I'm on the waiver wire today going oh to find team. a new runner. <laughs> I traded my first round, like, pick for, like, my uh, rookie draft last year, which I could have got Jackson Smith. Uh, or Jordan Addison, so I traded away my pick to get Dallas Goddard and J.K. Dobbins. So J.K. Dobbins went down, probably done for his career. Yeah, and, that's, that's tough for him. And Goddard literally didn't do anything. Like, he didn't give me a point. Yeah. So, looked like an L trade for me. Um, I was just about to say, one game I really do want to bring out for the week, specifically because I was having a long conversation about this with one of my friends in our group chat this week. Um, the Falcons and Panthers game, there was a really, really insane statistic that I saw. And this is a question to you guys. Do you think Desmond Ritter is the pure future quarterback for the Falcons? Um, Hell Because I saw he averaged he – had, he threw one ball for him in the 15 yards yeah. on Sunday. Every other ball was a check down. And I'm saying if it's not Desmond Ritter, did the Falcons just go potentially tank – Obviously, they won on Sunday, so it doesn't look like they're tanking. But where do they go from here in the quarterback room? I think they just keep going with what they're doing. I don't know their backup right now, but I would just keep doing what they're doing. They're probably going to be a good, like, I can see them going 6 and 11, 7 and 10. They're in a pretty open division as well. I think that they can win games knowing they have Tyler Algier and those two players. And I think what's crazy is Drake London didn't even get, he got like one He didn't have one catch. He had one target. In my flex position. So, um, I think it was their owner or GM or something. He made a joke. He even made a joke about Drake London not getting a catch. He said, even our quarterback had a catch, and Drake London didn't. So, Dude. that's that's wild. Yeah, Bijan Robinson, yeah, his Falcon first game really in the NFL for the Falcons, uh, 56 yards on the, on the game. I don't really know much about these two teams. I know Frank Reich lost his coaching debut with the Panthers. Bryce Young threw two picks. So, uh, like we said earlier, Richardson had the best day of any of the rookie quarterbacks. I think the problem, the big thing with Bryce Young right now is he has no one to throw to. I mean, Hayden Hurst had a good day. Miles Sanders is receiving back. But I find it wild that, you know, Adam Thielen had two catches. I mean, we saw in the preseason he got a touchdown. Jonathan Mingo, the rookie, they just got old. Uh, apparently he's a really good playmaker, but we didn't get to see Yeah, only two targets for Thielen, too. And we were, I think we were talking just last episode of, I mean, he should be like their number one guy. That's like a security blanket for Bryce Young, and apparently that's that's Hayden Hurst. Yup. And who knows so what kind on, of offense on, Frank uh, is, you know, drawing up for them as well. Speaking on young quarterbacks, um, Jordan Love with the highest QBR of any quarterback this week: two forty-five and three touchdowns with this new Packers offense. Yeah, Bears suck first off, but here? Jordan Love, Jordan Love might be decent. He might be good. So. This is the thing we got to watch out for here. Um, 
One thing I think if Aaron Jones stays, I mean, he he hurt his, he got like a. Uh, I think they didn't play him because they were winning by so much. But one, I think Aaron Jones played a big part. He had two touchdowns, big receiving touchdown, um, or at least play. I think the big thing here is Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones staying healthy. Two is this: they're looking good on the receiving end and passing end, and their number one receiver was out. Christian Watson is. I mean. I truly think, like you said about Zay Flowers, if he plays and they keep doing what they're doing, he's gonna be a top ten receiver. He's like Did you one see of the it most. Came out that that's what the Colts wanted for JT because the Packers were interested in JT, so we wanted Christian Watson. Yeah, I didn't know that, but I know that Christian Watson apparently is like one of the f- most freakish athletes there is right now, and in, in the NFL, just being at his size and how, like, I think he runs like a four four at like six four or something yeah. like that, but. I just yeah. don't see on why the Packers would need Jonathan Taylor with the backfield like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones led the team in rushing and receiving this past And week. look what happened to him. I, Cost him his hamstring. They street. blew out the bed. Blew out the leg. Yeah, I mean, A.J. Dillon rushed for 13 times, had 19 yards, 1.5 average yards per carry. Yeah, what about yes. on the other side with Chicago? D.J. Moore, you, you trade for him. You trade your number one overall pick for him, and he has two targets. Well – the reason for that is, is you have uh, what's his name, the corner for Green Bay. Uh, uh, best corner, yeah, Alexander. best corner in the league. He's going against. I mean, that that, that was kind of expected. I saw that coming. Still, though, two targets. I mean, you're not throwing yeah, that way with targets. Justin Fields. He can't get open. And I will say this because that's a game that I was really turned into. Like I said, for my dad. Um, Justin Fields, he he still doesn't look comfortable, and I don't know if it's with the old line. That's it's it's a brand new old line. They went deep into free agency in the draft for the old line, or uh, he just doesn't look fully confident there yet. And I don't know if that's going to be a week by week thing. Yeah, DJ Moore, he's not he's not going to sit here and just get two targets every single week. He's going to find a way to get him involved. Yeah. Um, Chase Claypool's ass had like four drops that game, four or five drops that game. He's absolutely pathetic. Um. The Bears are going to figure it out. They're young. Yeah. Jermaine Edmonds, coming from Buffalo to Chicago, looked really, really good on defense, even though they did drop 38, obviously. Um, yeah. it, it's young. It's youth. Two, I just two don't things think are... they have a really good – they're kind of like the Colts. They just don't have – they have a really young, unproven, kind of just a yeah. bad roster. I think the two plus sides you can look at from the Bears here is, one, Justin Fields did the same thing last year. Start out this horrendous. End up going nuclear towards the end of the season, just the way that he was being productive on the field. One thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about: Roshan Johnson, uh, five carries, twenty yards, touchdown, and also in the receiving end, six catches. He was the leading receiver. Um, was the rookie running back? He was playing all third down snaps as a running back, so he's getting snaps over Dante Foreman. Um, Khalil Herbert was more of the one guy, but still, Roshan Johnson's got to watch here. I could see him breaking out this year. Honestly. Rookie yeah. out of Texas. Anything else for that game? That was the game I was watching because nah. the other Who's game. Behind Bijan? The other game on uh, was Not the me. Eagles Patriots, and I wasn't watching that because uh, my superstitious for my parlay. So I, I had to watch Packers Bears, and the Packers lit it up in the second half. Um, man, the crazy thing is, we're talking about all these games. We didn't even talk about the game of the week: Dolphins and Chargers. I feel like that was a yeah, absolute was shoot to a throwing Dude, that's the only team in the AFC East that happens to worry me is the Dolphins. Um, Tua came out and showed we'll me. We'll see actually, though. No, the, not the Tua can one can stay healthy into like the Dolphins are kind of a week to week team that I've noticed from last year. I sit here and I'm looking. Tyree Kill eleven receptions, two hundred and fifteen yards and two tutties. Bro, they could is not guard him. There's no one on the field that can guard Tyree Kill. I'm fully convinced Tyree Kill. This is the thing. Justin Jefferson. There are two different type of receivers. Tyreek Hill is a dude that is out there, like his athletic ability, just to beat everybody. That's how it works. He, when he gets the ball, there's no one catching him. No one can guard him just based off of speed. That's the one thing. Um, his route running is not bad. It's, it's it's really good. But the thing is about Justin Jefferson is is Justin Jefferson isn't the fastest on the field. He's a pretty good size. But the thing about Justin Jefferson is he runs his route clean. That that's how people can't guard him. So I think it's really hard. What do you pick more, uh, actual play of the receiver position, or so? Yeah, I just. Well, that's the thing with Tyreek. Watching that game, he's not. It didn't obviously his speed is over the top, absolutely bananas. 
Um, but he's using a lot more of his route running, getting to the middle of the field, creating space on DBs, and he's making plays. And as much as I hate the guy, I, I mean, he's phenomenal. They also have Jalen really Waddle. I didn't realize Jalen Waddle had a pretty decent game as well right behind him. That's Kyrie apparently Hill. what we wanted from the Dolphins. So. Yeah. Which is valid, the, in my opinion. The main thing I think with Tyreek is is I I num- I put him as my number one receiver because simply basically just off his athleticism. I think the one thing that scares me is I truly think he's too fast for a human body. So I think that you know what happens to fast people. He's I feel like he's gonna have hamstring problems or something eventually. I mean he's you can't run that fast and not hurt your hamstring. Like <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's just that superhuman. On the other I mean, side, I was about for to say the Chargers. I mean it was it was a it was a whatever the word is. I don't can't really say it. It was a shootout. 36-34, Justin Herbert, yeah, 228. Eckler looked okay. Who's this Joshua Kelly guy? He had a decent day on the run. Who's Joshua Kelly? Bro, Josh Kelly's been he's been on the Chargers for a little bit. He played um He played last year over Eckler when he was hurt and stuff. Josh Kelly, I mean, he had 16 carries. The big thing with him was was that he was. We didn't even know if he was gonna be the RB two this year. That was the thing that was weird. So, yeah, yeah. Keenan Allen looked good. Eckler in the passing game as well. Mike Williams had some long catches. Uh, this, yeah, Twigs had it to start the segment. Game of the week. Miami's really good. Um, if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers going down, it's a little bit more open there in the in the AFC East. But I think. Uh, Miami, as long as Tua stays healthy, and we've been saying that every year since he's been in the league, uh, everything's there for the Dolphins, and they definitely went all in as well. When do they get Jalen Ramsey? We, do you know? Uh, I think week seven or eight, one of those two. I know he's going to be out for a minute, but I think he's going to miss yeah, by six he's weeks. On IR for right on now. Yeah. Oh, another game that was. Um, you go ahead if you want to keep talking about it. No, go ahead, Jackson. You good? Another great game, I think, that this week that was kind of underrated was the Eagles Patriots. It was. That, that game, one I was sweating too. I was sweating dude, so bad. The Patriots defense looked real. That's the thing. Yeah, agreed. That's that's it's a Belichick, Belichick defense. It's always gonna look good. Yeah. And that's... Jalen Hurts was sliding, so Yeah, and even Mac Jones. I mean, we had Mac Jones throw fifty four times. I wonder if that was the most attempts of any quarterback this week, but they they looked fine. It was sixteen nothing really early, and they scored two uh late first half touchdowns right before halftime. Uh, so I was gonna know, say, was it a to drop sixteen quick, quick? Because Darius Slay he had that pick six very early in the first quarter, cut it to uh, cut the score high, and I was like, this is gonna be a blowout game. But for some yeah. reason, the Eagles in the second half couldn't get the ball moving, couldn't get in the end zone. And like I said, I was I sweating. What it was. I had I put a parlay in really late August for this week one, and every one of them hit. And my last leg of it was just Eagles money line, and I saw him go up sixteen nothing. I'm like, let's go. And then I was really scared. And I actually, there was the last Eagles possession of the game. They went for it on fourth down, didn't get it, which gave Mac Jones and the Patriots like a chance to like take the lead late. And I cashed out my parlay because I'm like, listen, I'm not doing, I'm not going through this. So just, I got some money back. I think I would have won like 40 something. I got 30 something for it. Eagles ended up winning it. Uh, but that, that game was super sweaty for the parlay. And I also needed AJ Brown, like over 75 yards in another parlay. He's just snuck by, but are are we any worried about the Eagles at all, or is it you know? No, they're fine. Patriots no. are a good team. Like it was a hard game on the road. the The only worry that I have for the Eagles is that the NFC is deep this year. Well, I won't say deep, deep, but has enough teams to where it's like, can the Eagles make it back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I would, I would call opinion, it deep, but it's like it's kind I would, of I wide think the NFC is not deep. I think it's wide open. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah that's you got what teams saying. like the Eagles. You got the 49ers who looked absolutely insane Cowboys. on Sunday. Cowboys well, dropping a donut yeah. on the Giants. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's teams in there to where you look, you're like, can the Eagles get back there? And you I guys think wanna, with the, the Eagles have too good of a roster not to be dominant this year. So, yeah. what's up with DeAndre Swift? Like, that's why I didn't understand. He had one carry and one reception. And um, I don't know if it was a with a hurt running back. Maybe it was Ken. I see Kenneth Gainwell got most of the carries of fourteen or fifty-four. Um, and remember, their offensive coordinator is now you know our head coach, so they they probably have a lot mm-hmm. to kind of get through, get through the Kings stuff like that to figure out their new kind of look offense in Philly. 
So I, I, I can see them kind of starting slow on offense to start the year. Obviously, we know yeah. how good their defense is, that D-line, though that secondary should be fine. Um, and the, I think Eagles the, will be fine. The next game yeah, with yeah. NFC teams was the Rams and Seahawks. So Dude. the one thing, the Rams, bro, Puka Nakua. What'd you call Puka me? Nakua. 10 receptions, 119 yards, 15 targets. He's That's be- the Matt Stafford effect, bro. He's going to he's gonna have his number one receiver always, whether it be Cooper Cup, whether it was whether uh, it be Puka Nakua, was Johnson in Detroit, Puka, whatever the hell you now, want to call him. Hey, I want to give credit <laughs> to this dude named Levi in my fantasy football league. He drafted Puka Nakua in our dynasty. I, I don't know. Really drafted him. You guys regret not taking this. Literally they back in two receivers get one night. Back in April, he did this, and I was like, "Bro, like I've never heard of." And drafted him, and now week one already getting paid off. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, I think that Puka Nakua. I don't know if he's the real deal. I don't know. Week one, don't react too hard. But yeah. I mean, he look. If you watched him play, dude, he was nice, dude. I hate it. And you ask anybody right before this game who's gonna win this. I'm sure vast majority we're going to pick Seattle. Uh, we don't. We didn't think the Rams are going to look this good. Who knows how good they'll be as the season goes on? But this is a very impressive win, divisional win uh, by the Rams mm-hmm. on the road. Yep. I and sat I think- here and I watched that game and I thought to myself, I know they just paid Geno Smith three years, crap ton of money, 105 million. I'm sitting here and I didn't like the contract when they first gave it to him in the first place. Then he goes out week one. He goes out week one and has, what, 16 to 26, 112 and one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going to say that route that DK ran on that touchdown was absolutely. Yeah, I remember you texted me that. I, I, I never saw that. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> filthy. But I'm sitting here, and I, I remember Geno Smith just got paid a crap ton of money, and I still don't know why. I don't see him being that quarterback for the next three years. If the Seahawks don't happen to win this year, I feel like they're going to go out and get somebody potentially. No, they're going to. I just to. don't understand that contract because they have a pretty good receiving core. Obviously, we talk about Metcalf, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, Tyler Lockett. That's Tyler Lockett. Though that that's a good core. I think well, they, they had they Lockett need. go down. I think Lockett came back though, but I can't remember. They're really um, banking on Geno to kind of have a back to back good years. Well, Geno has a concussion apparently. I mean, like these concussion protocols after the game. Yeah, but um, offensive coordinator uh from the Seahawks went down to Tampa Bay and got them the dub. Um, that's another one of those ones where it. going into that game, everyone was probably picking the Vikings. Sure enough, Baker Mayfield comes in and ruins the Baker party. Mayfield. Dude, he looked good too. Ba- I mean, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't say he looked great, but he looked like that. I say no, he looked great. great. Said looked like a quarterback threw two touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over, got a win on the road. That's that's pretty a good big thing. Rashad White, 17 carries, 39 yards. It's a little, it's like, what, 2.5? But now we got to talk. Mike Evans, at the beginning of this year, before the season even started, he was talking about how if he doesn't get his money at the end of this year, he's gone. He already said he's out of there if he does not get his money. Goes out, six receptions, 66 yards, and a touchdown. That touchdown was a absolute dot from Baker. Yeah, it was. What is, what is it with them not wanting to give Mike Evans his money? Is it an injury thing? Is it's got to be age health. Thing? Why? I mean, both health and injury, or health and age. I mean, if you can't stay healthy, you're certainly not going to get a long But it's contract. Mike Evans. I mean, when he's in the game, he's one of the best. You can't even debate that. No, so I agree. I, I, I didn't watch as as a player, you can't beg for money when you have a track record of not being healthy because teams aren't going to pay. Now, maybe if he has this whole year and he shows, you know, he's worth it, then they will, but he's got to be on the field. Oh, shoot. But how did – I'm looking at the stats. I didn't watch this game really. I watched, I watched the end where Baker got that run. But how did they lose on, based off the stat sheet here? I know they I threw know. a pick, but like – I know Justin Jefferson's getting 150 yards. They couldn't run the ball either. I don't – They had I would more like to first downs, a better third down efficiency. They had – more, I guess they had the same amount of sacks. They had less punts, but they had two fumble loss and an interception thrown. So yeah, there you go. Turnovers killed, and that's where the game went. So yeah. I'm just gonna say, Justin Jefferson, it's really not their offense's fault. Justin Jefferson went out in the first half and had 138 yards in two quarters. 
Justin Jefferson's going to be Justin Jefferson at the end of the day. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and that's a that's a that's a record for most receiving guards in a half. Did not realize that. But yeah, I don't think it was necessarily the Vikings. I I was on red zones. So I saw a little bit of that game that was going back and forth. Um, but towards the second half, Vikings had se- seven points in, in the fourth quarter, none in the third. It's just second half. I mean, teams didn't happen to be scoring in the second half, kind of like the Bills. But I mean, it happens. Yeah, and I mean. Kirk Cousins losing two fumbles. That's going to do it right there. You lose turnover battle. We say yeah. it every time we preview games on this pod. Whoever turns the ball over less is probably going to win, and that's what happened there. What what game did I say that for? Was that the Chiefs game that I said last week? I, was- I think it was uh, it was either the Chiefs one or the Colts one. When we were previewing Colts-Jags. Because that definitely wasn't the case because – I think Jacksonville turned the ball over more than us, but um, nah, no way. We had all them fumbles with Deion Jackson. They had oh, a lot of yeah, turnover on downs, but yeah, I guess so did but we. But the last game I think we really need to get into here is Cowboys Giants. Listen, I like this one. I I don't know what it is. I think just growing up, like going down with like you you and your dad and stuff. I liked Cowboys, and I just yeah. I want to see. I don't know what it is. I want to see them like in the NFC Championship game, or at least like one Super Bowl. I want to see it just for like the culture damn near. I don't know what culture, but like I want to see it so bad. And seeing them do, seeing that D-line towards Daniel Jones and that O-line of the Giants, I loved it. Yeah, that D-line is insane. One of the, gosh, one of the best from the D-line I've seen. It's seven sacks. And honestly, come to fourth quarter, third, fourth quarter, I was watching Daniel Jones. I'm like, this man maybe has a second and a half in the pocket. Yeah, and Michael dude. Parsons is just in his yeah. face. Um, but I will say this, because I've seen it, and we've all seen it. What can go wrong with the Cowboys will probably go wrong with the Cowboys. And yeah. why? It's because of Dakota Rain Prescott. I don't trust him. Yeah, he put the whole name in there. No, bro, if you if you look <laughs> at what's happened, if you if you looked at what has happened, dude, Dak Prescott has gotten hurt like those past two big years they've had. I mean, even the two seasons he played fully, I just like he put up some stupid numbers. I don't know how but I mean with a five thousand pass- the play. They're gonna make the playoffs, and I think we understand that already. But he's kind of like, hate to say it, that Josh Allen or any one of those quarterbacks. You get to the playoffs with them, he shits the bucket. I think and it'll be just... telling uh, for both of the teams when we watch the Cowboys and Eagles play in their two games this season. See really how those teams. Yes, those would be very other. good games. That's the NFC East for you. Um, you know the two powerhouses. Everyone, I love to see the Giants because. Everyone was so high on them because of the way they ended last year, and they come out and get shut out in their home stadium. Sunday night football was, was pretty bad. awesome to see. I mean, you're not going to do anything in the it league a, if, you're, if you can't block. It was a the blocking was an issue, but also they had like three, four fumbles that game. It was an absolute tsunami out there, and they yeah. were just as soon as they fumbled, the ball's going fifteen. They had five the fumbles, only lost one of them. Five fumbles. This is insane. Yeah, so, protecting the ball is a big thing, even in bad weather. Speaking of the Cowboys, so we, we went to all these games. Now there's two games next week that I'm looking at. I'm like, holy shit. So the first one, Jets and Cowboys. That's the game we're going to have. It's two of the we best defenses. I'm with Rodgers, man. I'm going to keep saying robbed. it. I'm going to keep robbed. This is two of the best defenses that we saw last week. I'm mean, not going to say the best, top two, but Damn near. probably. Um. I want to see the big thing for this is is how good will the Cowboys do against the Jets defense, and how good can Zach Wilson even try to be if we saw what happened to Daniel Jones. Hopefully, that uh, Jets Cowboys game is our CBS game that that four o'clock CBS game after the Colts game because that'll be awesome that, to watch. That is going to be because it is CBS, CBS and it is four o'clock, but I wonder if it'll give it to us. Which yeah, it should. it's CBS on here. But um, the other game I was looking at, I think this is kind of underrated game a little bit um i just like looking at it to see are the giants really that bad and are going to beat the giants i think that that's probably the first best game of the week because we're going to see if the giants are going to be contenders and we're going to see if can possibly win a game yeah cardinals hosting the giants for that one uh miami at new england will be fun that's the sunday night game we got a monday night double header next week as well the matchups are kind of mm-hmm. kind of lame uh the cleveland i like the saints panthers uh, saints... i like the saints, the saints two, two divisional game. games which is nice 
And then I think the Browns are going to manhandle the Steelers. I think it's how it's going to work. Yeah, we, think, did, we didn't talk about I the think... Steelers and uh, Niners matchup. I mean, it was, that was a beating as well. The Niners are going to do them, and Steelers got a lot to, you know. Brock Purdy's out. him. Brock Purdy's him. I'm very, very, very excited for next week. Bengals-Ravens. Excited to see that after Joe Burrow goes out, after getting that lunacy-ass contract, yeah. goes out, those for 83 yards in week one. He has to have a back, back, bounce-back game against the Ravens. I Who think plays better really in, their, in their home openers this week? I'm going to lay it on you guys right now. Josh Allen hosting the Raiders or Joe Burrow Holy hosting shit. the Ravens? Who plays uh, better? Josh Allen. Well, yeah. It, yeah, I, Josh it, it's got to be Buffalo. I'm going to answer yeah. Buffalo. I don't want to. I don't want to give off that biased answer and say, "Oh, it's gonna be Josh Allen," but it's gonna be Josh Allen. It's just, bro, after coming off, because Joe Burrow didn't have any interceptions. I don't think Josh Allen. All he's gonna hear the entire week is chirp, chirp, chirp in his ear. You have the athleticism. Your IQ is not good. You're playing like an idiot. He's gonna hear that, and he's gonna go out to Orchard Park and put on a show against the Raiders. I feel All it right. You heard it here first. Josh Allen's throwing three more picks and losing a fumble. One relax. Other, the banger. No one's even talked about. That's gonna be the game of the week. Kansas City at Jacksonville. I'm excited for that one. Mahomes oh, versus Lawrence. Getting uh-huh. that rivalry going a little bit more. Jacksonville. Tony hoping, Bell's been a game. Hoping they can get revenge on Kansas City because no. I'm pretty sure they beat them last year in the playoffs. If I'm not Pat mistaken. Mahomes, Pat Mahomes is gonna just absolutely shred this defense. Anthony Richardson put up two. What do you put? Two twenty, two thirty. I mean, if he just double that, it's what. Um. Okay. I can see I, that. That, that game's gonna be a banger for sure, and it's Jacksonville at home. It's not them having to go into Kansas City. Uh, see the little Kansas City road test. Anything else you guys want to talk about uh, before week two? I think I think that's all good for week two. Um, I got nothing. All right. Well, it looks like we're going to see what happens in week two. We'll be back for a week two recap. Um, then we can look back and look forward into week three. Might even be at week three again. I'm not. Might be at the Colts game week. Ooh, that'd be nice. All right. Goodbye.